0: Hi, I'm Paul Ellard. Welcome to Our Queen, Our Mother, The Graces of the Blessed Virgin Mary. In our sessions, we will be exploring the topic of the Blessed Virgin Mary and why she is important to the Christian faith. With each talk, we will try and open up and explain in simple terms the Catholic Church's teaching on the Blessed Virgin Mary. We will also include a testimony of people who have experienced her love and grace in their own lives so welcome to the program and let us begin with a prayer in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen our loving god we give you thanks and praise for all your love all your graces thank you lord for the witness of great saints that testify to your love that testify to the power of intercession of your mother. So, Lord, we ask you to be with us, to send your Holy Spirit to open our hearts and our minds, that we may come to know and love you more and more. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Blessed Miguel Pro, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today we want to look at another great Marian saint, Blessed Miguel Pro. Now, Miguel Pro was a Mexican priest, and his life is such an adventure and excitement and full of danger that, as one particular author said, it would rival many modern spy thriller stories. And this adventure began even when he was just a toddler, because he managed to escape the watchful eye of his nursemaid and somehow managed to crawl out onto a window ledge, which was three stories above a very busy street, and much to the horror of his mother, who eventually found him and rescued him. But that was the beginning of his life, and it would end with his death in front of a firing squad at the age of 36. And when he died, he held in his hand his rosary beads. So we had a great love for Our Lady. Miguel Pro was born on January the 13th, 1891 in Mexico. His father worked as a mining engineer, and when Miguel was still a baby, the family moved to Mexico City. One day, a well-meaning woman who took a particular liking to Miguel gave him some fruit, but he seemed to have some kind of an allergy to it because he developed a poisoning from it and became violently ill and was very near to death. The friend who was responsible for giving him this fruit prayed to Our Lady of Guadalupe for the child's life, and the fever left him. However, he did suffer some brain damage, and he was left with a kind of a stare and an open mouth look, which was tragic to see. The following year, the baby was still sick and could not utter one syllable. And then a new fever developed, following about with measles and whooping cough. And the threat to his life seemed even greater than the previous year. So Miguel suffered convulsions and the doctors announced that death was imminent. So the family gathered sadly around the child's bed to wait for the end when suddenly his father snatched the child from the crib and holding the baby out towards an image of a lady of Guadalupe cried out, my mother, give me back my son. And in the silence that followed, the witnesses say they saw a baby give an immense shudder and vomit up a great mass of phlegm. Within a few days, the baby was restored to full health. Then baby Miguel looked up at his mother and surprisingly startled everyone when he said, Mama, I want coco. Now, cocoa is a type of Mexican sweetbread and it was one of his favourites. So his mother very happily picked up Miguel, hugged him and cried, saying, Come on, my little cocoa. So years later, when he was hiding from the police... Miguel often used to sign his letters to his fellow Christians with the nickname Cocol. Miguel had a very bright personality and even from a childhood and high spirits and laughter were the mark of his personality. As a five-year-old, Miguel enthusiastically would entertain his parents by reciting verses from charades or directing his sisters in little skits. A friend once remarked that Miguel was born to be an actor because he could laugh at one minute and cry the next. Well, those qualities of being good at acting became very important later in his life, when he would take on disguises from the secret police of his true identity of being a priest. Now, while Miguel's family were devout Catholics, there's no record that Miguel was an overly pious child. He would, however, recite the rosary daily for the deceased members of his family and was faithful to the general religious obligations of his faith. Now, Miguel had two sisters, and both of these entered into the religious life. And that seemed to have an effect on Miguel. And eventually, he himself entered the Jesuit novitiate in 1911. Miguel was not a particularly overly bright student. He found the amount of studies required in his seminarian years was quite demanding. But he did have a very good memory and that helped him greatly through his studies now during this time mexico was going through a great upheaval and the church was being greatly persecuted so it became dangerous for the jesuit community to be in mexico so he and the other seminarians they escaped from mexico to texas and made their way to california and then to spain nicaragua and finally belgium where he completed his seminarian studies and finally was ordained a priest in Belgium on August 31st, 1925. In some ways, it was quite a sad day for him because while all the other seminarians had their family around them, Miguel Pro's family was back in Mexico. And so after the ceremony, he went back to his room and he laid out the photographs of his family on the table and blessed each of them from the bottom of his heart. Now, Miguel's health was not good, and he had a number of operations on his stomach to try and alleviate the terrible pain and loss of weight that he experienced. But he would offer it all up to God and surrender to the will of God. He said once, I pray almost all day and during most of the night, and then after this I find myself refreshed. But in the end, Miguel's health was not improving and so his Belgian superiors decided to send him back to his home in Mexico in the hope that at the sight of his home, his health would improve. If not, he would at least have the consolation of dying near his loved ones. Now, it's highly probable that Miguel's superiors did not realise how severe the political situation in Mexico had turned. It had gone from bad to worse. But for his part, Miguel believed that it was his mission to spend the rest of his life bringing Christ to his countrymen without counting the cost or worrying about the danger. So before leaving for Mexico, Miguel asked his superiors, and he received permission to visit Lourdes. Now, Miguel regarded that as one of the happiest days of his life. He wrote this about Lourdes. I was at the feet of my mother and felt very deeply within myself her blessed presence and action. For me, going to Lourdes meant finding my heavenly mother, speaking to her, praying to her, and I found her, spoke to her, prayed to her. So we can see that Miguel Pro had a great devotion to Our Lady. So in 1926, when Miguel Pro returned to Mexico he found himself in the height of this political terror where the Catholic Church was facing great opposition and persecutions through constitutional amendments and legislation which severely restricted public worship. So any Catholic priest who would dare to continue to serve the sacraments such as communion, baptism, confession, confirmation and marriage risked not only persecution and torture but even arrest and execution. So Miguel Pro then had a real adventure for God. And to live out his priestly life, he had to evade the police in any way possible in order that he may minister to the physical and spiritual needs of the people. So travelling via bike and acquiring all sorts of disguises, such as dressing as a mechanic or a servant or even of a worldly businessman, he was able to carry out his duties, such as administering the sacraments and attending to the needs of his people. So while the soldiers and the police had their guns and rifles, Miguel Pro had the greatest of all weapons, as he once stated in reference to the crucifix, Here is my weapon. With it alone, I have no fear of anyone. So with the churches closed, Miguel took on many disguises so that he could carry out his ministry in secret. He would come in the middle of the night dressed as a beggar to baptise infants, bless marriages and celebrate Mass. He would appear in jail dressed as a police officer to bring Holy Communion to condemned Catholics. When going around fashionable neighbourhoods to obtain help for the poor, he would show up at the doorstep, dressed as a fashionable businessman with a fresh flower in his lapel. Many of his exploits would rival those of the most daring spies. However, in all of this, Miguel Pro remained obedient to his superiors and was filled with joy in serving Christ his King. There's stories about him of being chased by the police and him jumping into a taxicab, and then jumping out of the cab, telling the cab driver to continue driving so that he could get away. There was another story of him walking down the street and the police following him, being suspicious of him. And he turned to someone he knew in the street and said, quick, pretend to be my lover, so the police are not suspicious, I'm a priest. So using these disguises then, he was able to administer the sacraments. It's an amazing record that Miguel Pro was able to give Holy Communion to some 300 people each day and confessions were heard in half-built houses in darkness and retreats were held in garages. And once when the police found him at the entrance of a house to where he was supposed to say Mass, he posed as a police officer, showing them an imaginary badge and remarking, there's a cat bagged in here, and passed into the house and out again with his cassock under his arm. So while the prisons were filling up and priests were being shot, on three successive first Fridays, Miguel Pro gave the sacrament to 900, 1300 and 1500 people. And in all of this, Miguel Pro kept his outgoing, joyful, happy nature. And this happiness came from the fact that he loved Christ and wanted to serve him, and his people, and the church. So then towards the end of 1927, the police finally managed to catch him. In fact, they actually caught him earlier, but they let him go, not knowing who he was. But this time, someone tried to assassinate the president of Mexico. In November of 1927, Miguel Pro was eventually caught, and along with his brother, Both of them became the scapegoat for an assassination attempt on the corrupt future president. The government authorities linked Miguel Pro and his brother to the crime through an old used car that belonged to one of the brothers. Now even though the authorities were well aware of the fact that the brothers were innocent, they were both found guilty for being Catholic priests. And because Catholic priests were considered to be enemies of this corrupt regime, the government had an ulterior motive for convicting Miguel and his brother. So without due process or trial, the brothers were condemned to die. They were innocent of any crime. They were only guilty of being Catholic priests. So on the morning of november twenty third, nineteen twenty seven, Miguel Pro was led from his cell to the location of his execution. And it didn't matter to the police or the soldiers that just beyond the wall, a man was shouting out that he had in his hands a stay of execution that would free the brothers. The shouts were ignored and Miguel Pro was led to his death. And as he was led to his death, one of the policemen responsible for his capture asked for his forgiveness, which Miguel Pro freely gave. So just minutes before he was to be executed, Miguel Pro asked to be able to pray as a last request. So during this short amount of time, he kneeled upon the hard, uncomfortable ground, right in front of the bullet-ridden wall where he would soon be executed. And in submission to God's will, he accepted his fate. He stood up, stretched out his arms wide in the shape of a cross in preparation for his death. And after forgiving his executors, As they raised their weapons to shoot him, Miguel Pro shouted out in a loud and clear voice, Viva Cristo Rey. In Spanish translates, Long live Christ the King. And so with humility and bravery, Miguel Pro met his martyrdom. Now it was interesting that the government wanted to make an example of Miguel Pro's execution. So the authorities ordered that all the press come in and take photos of this execution, expecting him to be crying or begging forgiveness. But, of course, you can imagine the surprise when Miguel Pro put his arms out in the shape of a cross, rosary beads in one hand, and cried out, Long live Christ the King, as they shot him. So there were actual photos of all of this. In fact, When they shot him, he didn't die. And so another soldier walked up and fired a final shot into his head as he lay on the ground. And all this is vividly captured in photographs. And of course, you can well imagine that rather than these photographs putting fear into the people, it simply proclaimed him as a martyrdom and hero. So it had the exact opposite effect that the government authorities wanted. So then they turned around and the government banned all photographs and tried to confiscate them, but it was too late then. Word had got out. Thousands of people gathered in the street for his funeral. One of the statues that they have of Miguel Pro is him standing with his arms out in a cross, rosary beads in one hand. And this has become quite a symbol today of his death. And on the bottom of the statue, they have in Spanish, long live Christ the King. The irony of all of this was that 52 years later, Pope John Paul II came to visit Mexico, and the then President of Mexico welcomed the Holy Father as he beatified Father Miguel Pro on the 25th of September, 1988. So who would have thought on the day of his execution, 52 years later, the situation would turn completely in the opposite direction and victory would be his. Miguel Pro once said, We ought to speak, shout out against injustices, with confidence and without fear. We proclaim the principles of the church, the reign of love, without forgetting it is also a reign of justice. He also said, I am ready to give my life for souls, but I want nothing for myself. All that I want is to lead them to God. If I kept anything for myself, I would be a thief, infamous. I should no longer be a priest. And shortly before his death, he wrote this. Does our life become from day to day more painful, more oppressive, more replete with afflictions? Blessed be he a thousand times who desires it so. If life be harder, love makes it also stronger. And only this love, grounded on suffering, can carry the cross of my Lord Jesus Christ. Love without egotism, without relying on self, but enkindling in the depth of the heart an ardent thirst to love and to suffer for all those around us, a thirst that neither misfortune nor contempt can extinguish. I believe, O Lord, but strengthen my faith. Heart of Jesus, I love Thee. But increase my love. Heart of Jesus, I trust in Thee, but give greater vigour to my confidence. Heart of Jesus, I give my heart to Thee, but so enclose it in yours that it may never be separated from you. Heart of Jesus, I am all yours, but take care of my promise, so that I may be able to put it in practice, even unto the complete sacrifice. Of my life. And in the same year, he wrote a beautiful prayer to the Blessed Virgin of Sorrows Let me live my life at your side, my mother, and be the companion of your bitter solitude and your profound pain. Let my soul feel your eyes, sad weeping, and the abandonment of your heart. On the road of my life, I do not wish to savor the happiness of Bethlehem adoring the child Jesus in your virginal arms. I do not wish to enjoy the amiable presence of Jesus Christ in the humble little house of Nazareth. I do not care to accompany you on your glorious assumption to the angel's choir. For my life, I covet the jeers and mockery of Calvary, the slow agony of your Son, the contempt, the infamy of his cross." I wish to stand at your side, most sorrowful virgin, strengthening my spirit with your tears, consummating my sacrifice with your martyrdom, sustaining my heart with your solitude, loving my God and your God with the immolation of my being. So Miguel Pro then suffered and gave up his life, yet he did it with such joy. How can this be? How can someone lay down their life with such joy? There's only one answer. Love has to be totally its foundation, its fulfilment and its strength. Love of God and love of neighbour. So what can we make of the life of Miguel Pro? Well, we may never be asked to lay down our life as the way he did. But we can lay down our life in the little crosses of our lives. And more importantly, we can embrace all that we do for love, out of love, all for Jesus, for the love of Jesus, uniting our love and drawing on our strength from the heart of Jesus and the heart of Mary. And being joyful, even in the midst of difficult times, being joyful, praising God, and realising what's really important in life, to love. That will set us free. That will fill our hearts with joy. To be able to cry out in the midst of our crosses, Long live Christ the King, and mean every word, and say it from the heart, and say it with love. And so, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the great witnesses of the lives of the saints, And this day we thank you especially for the life of Blessed Miguel Pro and the adventure that he lived in his life, in living his life for you with joy, with laying down his life and loving you and praising you to the end. Help us, Lord, to have that depth of conviction, that depth of joy, that depth of praise and love. Lord, we thank you, we bless you, And we join with our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Blessed Miguel Pro, pray for us. Blessed Pope John Paul II pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. org.au you